The following Pulpery podcast is brought to you by The Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Welcome to the Pulpery Nerdcast with Brock and Ben. This podcast is where we discuss the nerd culture headlines that intrigue us and those minor details that enrage us. I didn't realize that Echo had had superpowers. Yeah, that was a new one. I, I know she mimics everything. Like, that's her thing, is she can mimic in comic books. Because I went and looked yeah. when they showed with the things. It, yeah, I was like, it's supposed to be like books. she can see somebody like fight once and then she can exactly. mimic fight everything. like them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the first episode. Uh, they, they came at you hard there when everybody, <laughs> spoiler alert, dying in the first 20 minutes of the series. Yeah. Like, well, I did not, I mean, I guess I did, because that's every Marvel, you know, superhero well, and it was, starting. And I, I mean, like, I get it because you got to do that for people who didn't watch Hawkeye. So you got to right. go, you got to essentially recap her entire storyline from Hawkeye. And, uh... But I thought they did that in a good... I mean, it wasn't like you were watching a recap. It no, was no, no, no. It was... like a good flashback sequence. Exactly. Um, but for anybody who, who didn't, it was just... Oh, okay, look. There's her sister and mom dying. And, or just her mother at that point, right? Because yeah. her best friend, not her sister. What's her name? Oh, I can never remember secretary. Yeah. Yep. Never remember secondary characters' names. Um, and then her dad, who reminded me of Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips and Jace. Yeah. A bit and, like, and you're going to tell me what he's been in. Uh, so he was like the like the mystic um, Native American in Westworld who drew everybody to the, the column off the cliff, like got all the people into the hard drive. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, From, yeah, like, yeah. season two, I think is yep, what it was, yep. yeah. Which is right around the time I stopped watching he, it. But. He's been popping up. He, he's also, like, the goofy local cop on um, uh, that Hulu series, uh, uh, Reservation Dogs. Yep. Uh, That's where I know him Yeah, from. he's fantastic. I love that dude. Like, um, And he's he's popping up all over the place. That's... He can kind of do, like, a Latino character, a Native American character, yep. or, you know. He's the new... Uh, Who's the guy from Battlestar Galacta who was in uh, Miami Vice? Edward James Olmos? Thank you. Yeah. He's like, yeah. not quite as haggard. <laughs> that man has been through some shit. Um, so yeah, that was good. I liked the... Uh, <laughs> her villain story, as it were, because Kingpin yeah. does what Kingpin does. Yeah, manipulates the fuck out of people. Yeah, And then... We'll, we'll, we'll get to what he does with his translator later. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, that was... But, that, well, yeah, it's... But, I mean, I get it. That's yeah, let's save that one for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so we get does. past the seven-minute mark. He, uh... We could do a whole thing on Kingpin, yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm trying to save it. Um, but he does this thing. So... 
her first mission for him was to take on Daredevil, yeah. Right. But was it to take on Daredevil or Daredevil just showed up? Um, no, I think it, I mean, it was for her so he could see how she held, she held up to Daredevil. Cause so that, okay. I think he's trying to figure out, like, how, like how the fuck do I beat this guy? And he, because he even says it to her, yeah. and I missed it. Right. I mean, I heard it, but I didn't put two and two. Yeah, because she was like, the only I've one that didn't end anyone. up on their ass. Right. Yeah. He, his words were like, I've never seen anyone yeah. go toe-to-toe with him like that or something along yeah. those lines. And she... Knowing she was going to lose, but it was like... Well, if she eventually, gets, yeah, if she gets better, and well, which also goes to the mimicking part, which yeah, that might come in later on. Oh, um, I'm sure. Yeah, and then Daredevil had something extra this time that I didn't notice in the TV shows. The thing on the chain maybe? with the batons. Well, yeah. he always he has the batons. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just one of the batons was adapt. Yeah, it was like a whip almost, like right? A, or or a um, what am I trying to say? A grappler. Yes. Yeah. Their fight scene. Well, see, the fight scenes are the fight scenes. Daredevil's fight scenes are always uh, John Wick esque. Yeah, but faster. <laughs> yeah. So you've gotten to the 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 hallway, the stairwell fight. Yeah. And Daredevil yet? Yeah. Whew, that is some fucking fine cinema. <laughs> and okay, we won't talk about Daredevil anymore. But I just say, like, I hope they bring that grappler back, because yeah. then. That could also be like, oh, that's how he can like scale a whole building and then literally like fly. Yeah. AKA it's, Batman across the it's, it's like skyline. Spider Man the video game where he hits it on the corner and then yeah. he can launch himself into the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he needs. Yeah. Because you're right, he just ends up on top of the roofs parkouring. Well, and you know, and at some point he just can't stay in one neighborhood in all of New York. Hey man, he's from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen's where it's at. Okay. Even though in New York it's like, what, six blocks or something? Yeah, of high price. <laughs> Although they do reference that in the series. But anyway, back okay, to back, Echo. Back to Echo. Sorry, we, we did our ten minutes on Daredevil. Sorry. Um, this time. <laughs> I like the actress, too, because I was worried about... You know what's bananas? Not verbalizing. Yeah. Like it's, it's hit or miss when you have a character... Non-verbal. So, A, this is... Like, that's her only role that she's had, is as Echo. So, she oh, yeah. she has two credits on IMDb, Hawkeye and Echo. Both being Echo. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah. So, it's not like, yeah, she, like, you know, worked her way up through, like, you know, some, you know, some serial television or something like... And, of course... It does make is sense. Is she really? She is. Yeah, she's really deaf, and she really is an amputee. So, really. But like you, you talk about, and I, I was going to say the same thing. I think she I does no a phenomenal job. Yeah, no, she kills it. And that when you're when you're casting for somebody with with either one or two of those disabilities, and they, yeah, and you and you nail it, like that's that's good. On, I mean. That's Are we a, sure that's they didn't a one find in a million shot. And cut her leg off. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Her somewhere and then. I don't believe so. Okay, because they did hit the jackpot. Yeah. Wow, but she fucking kills it. But that's also and like why I said, she's I was worried about it. I mean, she's not like she doesn't have the normal like Hollywood physique. Like she's she's built. Yeah. 
She's she looks like an MMA fighter. Yeah, she she fits broad, the role. Sh- yeah, yeah, broad shoulders and yeah. And she is she is Native American. That's what as I was well. about to say. Like you could tell she's wow, good on you, whatever your name is. Yeah, I I, I don't want to guess at it right <laughs> Neither now. Neither did I. I was going to make a really terrible joke. We probably should have had that up. As terrible we were joke. Fawning over this actress, but anyway. So. And then Kingpin's Kingpin, which I'm glad I'm jumping ahead here. I'm jumping around. Alakwa Cox. A-L-A-Q-A. Q-U-A. I'm glad I did not go anywhere near Alakwa Cox. Yeah. I like... I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, well, it's probably like, I like Cox. (laughs) Don't. I'm not. (laughs) Um, I like the fact that Kingpin isn't in it. He will be. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, you know, after the first episode, you go, how are they going to, how are they going to do that? Well, and, and I mean, not that that's, I mean, to us, that's fairly obvious casting, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Wait till you see him in yeah. Daredevil. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you take uh, a private pile and turn him into, and, and, and that. I don't know if he bulked up for he bulks up for the role or if that's just his normal build, no, or if they I, do some camera tricks to make him look larger. I, but I think it's that too. Yeah. And then you know the way he dresses. But man, he he plays Kingpin perfectly. So you haven't run across him yet in the Daredevil. Uh, I got up to like this uh, the two episodes into when past his introduction. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah. That's all. But he's not like. I mean, he just, you know, he's there no, a little just, bit. No, just wait. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's the Thanos of street-level MCU. As he should be. Yeah. I think Kingpin's better than Thanos because he's, it's realer. Like. He runs that city. Like, yeah. at the beginning, we're like, oh my God, do you know who that is? When uh, he came to just grab Echo and. Yeah. And I'm thinking, isn't that kidnapping? Yeah. Like, you just going to let Kingpin walk. And I know he's Kingpin walking here and. Take her away, huh? Yeah. Good on him. He he created a fucking monster. Right. Because she is a badass. Yeah. But, I, I I mean, that's what the bulk of the series is, is her figuring out, like, her true yep. nature, her true calling. Talking to the ancestors again. That The uncle? Yeah. The one who owns the shop? Yeah, Graham Greene. Yeah. Oh, that fucking You man. mean, um... um what was his name in Dances with Wolves? Oh, yeah, I'm not going there. Kicking I, Bird. I would, I, yeah, I would have made a terrible, terrible mistake on yeah. that name. No, he was, well, every time he comes on the screen, I just want to be like, Shumani Tutanchi, yeah. Owashi. No, 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 no. He plays the, uh... Pawn and apparently owner. he's he's Tony Stark, too, with whatever's lying around yeah. the shop. Yeah. And then, well, I will talk about her get-up later in the, yeah as we go along but i like him he perfect and then biscuits yeah the cousin is great biscuits is amazing i we didn't get to see a lot of grown-up her name's maya but who's her best friend's name i think if i remember from just glancing at it bonnie that may, okay yeah we didn't get to see enough of her she comes in yeah well yeah like i've got it to Past the roller skating rink where she gets, yeah, that that's was, fucking that was crazy. A fun, fun, <laughs> fun 
episode. I love good, the fact so the, the good other, use of Rob Zombie as well. Um, like, I, I want to talk the last couple of minutes about yeah. how the setting because you know it's not New York. It's like New York for a few minutes and then it's on this reservation reservation in Oklahoma. Yeah, um, where the roller skating rink is the number one entertainment <laughs> apparently. But that whole grandma being the male lady and and that like. Um, Karen-esque woman who's in the planning of the powwow. Yes! <laughs> and, and she's like a white woman? Yeah, or at least talks like one. I don't, yeah, I don't know. She just, she looked a lot paler than the rest of them. Yeah. But you know, she's, yeah, she's the token like, I'm gonna come here and help you know, and live here. And like, like Oh, biscuits. that's even better. Like, like Biscuits. He's like, clearly not Native American. Well, I, I think I think most everybody in the cast ha- at least has some lineage. Okay. Um, well, I'm I mean, not saying that I give a shit one way or another. I'm even not... the character Maya is half Native American, half Latin American, because her father is a Lopez. Oh, right. Her father is a Lopez, which that's why he kept. Yeah. Yeah. And not George Lopez. <laughs> not him. No. So. Yeah, the aesthetic they got, the aesthetics, cinematography, the setting, as it were, I, uh, I loved. Well, and this the, is the train sequence was fucking yeah. bonkers too. No, I mean it's bonkers. Um, and I, th- I mean, I think it's good they did a limited series, a yeah, short they're... limited series. Yep. And they, I mean, that's probably easier on the actors too. And like, I guess when the end result is. You're setting up this crew that I guess is going to operate in the Spider-Man verse. Yeah, essentially. Basically, um, the, the, what did they in that article? The street level MCU, yeah. which is yeah. basically New York City, and at this point, LA. Right. Because of Venom. Yeah. Everybody else is in New York, right? Right. And the Spider-Man that so we've I've, been yeah. introduced to so far. So yeah. Yeah. Just by Thanos is there, and they could bring people in and out like. The random Irish guy at the fucking, uh, the skating rink. He was Irish, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he meets his demise. Of course he does. Yeah, that guy, you know, he knows he's going to be typecast. We want to take this time to thank you for supporting the Pulpery Podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms, so please follow us and turn on the downloads. You can always delete them later. If audio is not your thing, we are on YouTube. Check out our page and hit the subscribe button, like our episodes, and share with all your friends. Follow us on all the socials for our latest content and additional takes on the latest stories and news. If you need a change for your taste buds, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about the way you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, They have everything you need to rethink condiments. Help support an independent business by getting rid of your same old condiments and boss up with the goddamn sauces. Yeah. Co-writer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, on the, yeah. Cord is his name. Yeah, yeah. Is he British? I don't think so. No, he's from fucking Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. That's about as far away from England as you can get. <laughs> that, that's, so, it. that's it. Other than me, maybe, I don't know, 
Dothan, Alabama, or Oklahoma yeah, City. Or Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Except, except the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, carry on. Cord Jefferson, who well, I am actually older than. To give context, me me and the lady friend, or I, I took her, or she might say I dragged her to American <laughs> Fiction over the weekend. Uh, when you're finished, I'll ask how she enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, well, no, because it was... I will say this, so, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, effectively, it's an independent film. It's, you know, an black Oscar. comedy, right? Yeah, an Oscar contender. Yeah, black comedy. For f- Or African-American comedy. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I didn't mean black comedy. As yeah, I know, yeah. I just, I'm just saying. So. Okay. I meant, like, dark humor. So, it's only playing at a couple of places. That's, so, okay. we went to the Britannia Theater. So, like, the audience was very interesting. Of One packed. But I mean, it was majority white, but there were, you know, there there were African Americans in attendance. So they weren't, they weren't all pretentious assholes. No, I mean, what what was interesting art about house, it? Art house Studios uh, movie theater in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. Where is it at? Of Aretha Castle Haley or something? No, it's on Britannia. Oh yeah, because it's called the Britannia Theater. theater. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, and I've lived here. I mean, they also have the ones down at Canal Place now too. So, um, so but anyway. Sorry. Um, you know, I I had heard several reviews on. Yeah, we M- talked about it last. On week. NPR about it. So. Were we on here when we talked about it? No. Okay. Um. So, but I, I was just waiting for it to come out because. It just sounded really interesting. So, well, premise. Well, so the yeah, the synopsis of it is Jeffrey Wright, who plays. Um, so his character is Thelonious Ellison. They all call him Monk. Of course. So if you know if jazz, you, know you get jazz, it. Yeah. You know who Thelonious is. And um, so he's a you know he's a, a high intellectual writer. So his main thing is is that you know he takes like he. He reinterprets Greek mythology for... Oh, I didn't realize like, he was that. Yeah. Okay. So that's the kind of writer he is. So he gets he goes to a, 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 a liter, literary conference in Boston. Uh, and, you know, he, he teaches writing out in, like, L.A. at a college. Okay, that's what I was going to ask where he's supposed he, to be. And he had just finished a new book, and he's going out to this literary conference to... Give you know, uh, be on a panel. A TED talk. Right. Well, no, or it's like just be on a panel and talk about African American writers and stuff like that. Okay. And nobody's in the room <laughs> for his panel, and then they figure out like, oh, everybody's in this room for uh, the character played by Issa Rae. Um, I've got it right here. Cause... Yeah. So she she had the uh, hit on HBO Insecure. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay yep. And so in I'm her sorry, book, I got uh, distracted by Keith David being in the movie. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, so anyway, they show her. It's just it's just her being interviewed, and she's she's talking about the book that she just wrote, which is like um, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it slightly wrong, but it's like We Into Hood. Uh, it's it's the title of the book, but it, so it sets up the premise of the movie, which is he looks at her book as being like lowest common denominator yep and so cheap and she's you know she's a best-selling author and he can't get she, like five people to buy dolomite stories right shaft books that yeah that's the way that is presented in the beginning right. so 
Um, and then, and then it's eventually what he does is to try and expose writers like her. He writes a, a, a book. Um, oh, what was the original title? Is it like a black exploitation movie, but a book? Is that like essentially? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. And um, that is or, or you know what they present. Well, that's what. I mean. Yeah. In the yeah. And so he sits down, like you know, writes it real quick, and. <laughs> He so the, hammers out this book. Yeah. And so the backstory on that is for his character is uh, his sister dies of a heart attack. And then his. Younger or present day? Uh, uh, like it, it present did, day. Okay. Yeah. It didn't shape him as an adult. Got no, no, present no. Present day. All right. No, but so. But she was the primary caregiver to his mother who's experiencing dementia. Mm. So now he's left with having to take care of his mother who is slipping further and further away and he's got that's depressing yeah and so his his sister was played by tracy ellis ross and she only has a few minutes of screen time but she's fantastic in it okay and yeah, i know who she is now yep. he's got his brother who's played by sterling k brown who um his brother who when he asks him for help is his his brother's story is um he just recently came out of the closet Sterling K. Browns? Yeah, character. And well, Clifford. So, His name's Clifford. Yeah. And um, he's a he's a plastic surgeon in Tucson, Arizona. Oh my god. And but he he had been he's married. A, a gay black man. Who who had in been Tucson. married with children. Oh so, that's his brother. Yeah, so his he's he he essentially said, like, I don't have any money because she took everything in the divorce. Um <laughs> And then, but his character is is really funny because it like for the majority of the movie, every time they cut to him, like he's banging a new dude, he's doing like coke off of every surface, and of course, this whole thing he's like, you know, I've been gay for like a minute, like let me let me enjoy it, yeah. yeah. And they're kind of going like, sure, I mean, yeah. why not? Have at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've been lying to yourself your entire life. Go do cocaine. But what's off your boyfriend's ass? What? Well, I'll get to that at the end. But so anyway, well, he, so he does cocaine. No, I'm kidding. no, no, no. So anyway, so that's why he decides, or you know, he's just going to throw out what he thinks is trash. So he writes this book and then throws it out into the ether. Right. The, am I making this up? Was there a movie with a black dude phone salesman who then changes his voice to act white? I think so, yeah. It's the guy who pl- is in the Book of Clarence. Yeah. And the dude- Oh, that's uh, like, oh, it's not thank you for your service, but... Uh, something yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right, yeah with sure. Lakeith David, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I can never get his name. Um, so okay. anyways, he, you know, he writes it and he, he gives it to his agent. And he's like, I just want you to submit it so that they can see like... How ridiculous like, this how really is. How fucking stupid this stuff is. So, and his agent's like, I mean, this isn't you, like, we don't, but, so anyway, he, he submits it, and, like, he immediately gets an offer on the book. Right. And it, then it starts this, like, other storyline, which is how white America perceives (gasps) the book. So, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to get the original title of it, but it's, so he's talking with the publisher, and then their, like, ad guy. And he decides, like, I'm just going to double down on this to try and get him to back away from it. And they're like, I, I think the 
the title was something like My Phrenology. That's, uh, that's what I'm trying to look for, but I don't. I, they just keep calling well, it a black. Yeah, but so in this in this meeting, he decides he's like, I want to change the title, and they're like, What do you want to change the title? He's like, Fuck. <laughs> and of course, like the purpose of his character is like, Well, they'll never go for it in a million years, right? And then like the ad agent is like, We thought about it and we love it. <laughs> it's gritty. It's from the streets. Oh, please! Do, what, they so, put, never mind. No, well, so they they do a couple of talk shows. So he he creates this alter ego, ego Stag R Lee, and um, so he's got to be the yeah. So and he, he's he's in this or he's a convict who's wanted. Oh, um, and so like when he shows up on TV, but, yeah, with like <laughs> voice. And so there's this, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, like a daytime talk show. And they, they have his hilarious. book on there. And, of course, they bleep out the title right. whenever they say it. And it's all blurred out there. So it's just the F and the K. <laughs> that is so funny. Like, and the, um, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I check on the time. But so anyways, it eventually, his book, his fake book, he's invited to be a judge of like, you know, like, his fake like the National Book Award. And so he, he's one of the judges on it. And then his book gets put in. And he's going like, it's trash. I hate it. It shouldn't be. And then the... So he's as his, he's his monk. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. And then, um, and you know, he's saying what, what he feels about it. And Issa Rae's character is on that panel as well. Okay. And she agrees with him. She's like, it's pandering. It's stupid. And it leads to this sort of interaction between the two of them where he finally not... He asks her, he goes, like, you know, well, why, how is this book, he doesn't say my book, but this book different from yours? And then it comes out from her character, it's like, well, she actually did research. So, like, she didn't oh. imagine it. She she talked to people, you know, in in yeah. the hoods, in yeah. the ghettos, in yeah. low-income housing. And, you know. She did research. Yeah, so she, it was actually coming from, like, a real place. She wasn't making it up. And he, he kind of and he kind of begins realizing like oh I've like I've fucked up, but then the other ju- the three other judges on that panel are white people and they love it and the, yeah they're like oh this should win the book award so it all culminates in and they never give you like the actual ending Good. because in the midst of all this he gets um, solicited by a Hollywood producer for the, for the movie, movie rights, rights to, to it. fuck yeah and. <laughs> It's played by um, uh, Adam Brody, who was uh, Seth Cohen from, um, oh no, from the OC, from that teenage drama. Yeah, um, and he plays like a, a schemy Hollywood executive, like really well. And um, so, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, I could see where he would play a schemy yeah. corporate, yeah, Hollywood guy. Yep. But so it ends with him and Jeffrey Wright trying to figure out the ending to the movie. And like Jeffrey Wright's first pitch is like, no, we just end the movie with him about to confess, but we don't actually show it. And then he's like, no, I need another ending. So Jeffrey Wright gives another ending where the, his, his girlfriend that you're introduced through the movie, he has to go back and apologize for being a dick because the girlfriend buys the book and says she liked, liked it. Um, and then Adam Brody doesn't like that. So then what they end up settling on is, because he's this, he's a, he's a 
you know, uh, he's on the run from the law. Oh, right. As he's accepting the award, the FBI, all white FBI cops come in and gun him down on stage. Gun him down. Yeah. And then that's when, like, Adam Brody's character's like, yes, you got it. That's perfect. <laughs> so they go back into, you know, uh, everything he was trying to avoid. But in the last, like, minute or so here, like, what I really enjoyed about it. And they it, gunned him down on stage. Yeah. Well, so first was, like, they they played into the whole, they played white people, you know, a little exaggerated, but exactly like it is. Well, yeah. And one of the running gags in the movie you just, is... You take real life and you turn it yeah. up a little bit and there's entertainment. And so, you know, everything was like, they, they were apologetic and they were trying, oh, we want to show the real black experience, which of course, and of course the... <sighs> The movie, I think, does in a funny way, um, you know, say that, you know, depend, no matter which demographic it is, there's always going to be success. You know, there's the people that you think are downtrodden and then there's people that are successful, whether it's black, white, whatever. Exactly. Um, but one of the running gags was all the white people, when they would order a drink, they would get a sparkling water, like, like a LaCroix or like a Polar. But... Everything. Outside of that, I want a sparkling water. The story of him and his family, though, would work for anybody, and that's well, what that's what makes I a like. good a movie a good movie, right? You gotta, it can't just be that. You gotta, yeah, like the sister, or yeah, his sister dying, his mom dementia, makes him human, and then you hit him in the face with all this dark shit. Yeah. The following pulpery podcast is brought to you by the Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Pulper is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimmie on social media and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators.